0: Thanks to LinkedIn for supporting this episode of Market Foolery. LinkedIn Jobs screens candidates with the hard and soft skills that you are looking for. Yes, you, so that you can hire the right person fast. Find the right person with LinkedIn Jobs. Get 50 dollars off your first job post at LinkedIn.com/fool. It's Wednesday, December 11th. Welcome to Market Foolery. I'm Chris Hill with me in studio, the one and only Bill Barker. Thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. We have a rough day for specialty retail. We have an anniversary for Wall Street. We're going to start with the IPO of the day. And not just any IPO, ladies and gentlemen, the most valuable public company in the world is now available for your investment dollars. Saudi Aramco went public, closed up 10% on the IPO at a U.S. equivalent of more than $9 a share. And the market cap for Saudi Aramco is now somewhere in the neighborhood of $1.8 trillion. So, for all the talk that we've done about Apple being a trillion-dollar company and Microsoft, they are very much in the rear view mirror in terms of market cap.
1: Uh, yeah. And it'll be interesting to see, perhaps, how the stock plays out over time. Of course, it's being supported at the moment by uh you know behind the scenes uh, support uh, from those that want to keep in favor with the the Saudi uh, government and royal family which is essentially every business in Saudi Arabia is kind of obligated to be on a uh, partial owner of these shares I think I mean
0: obligated or it's like yeah this is this is a no-brainer we're not saying you have to but come
1: on What do you? It's kind of, it's kind of, kind of like booking a hotel room at the Trump Hotel. You know, you want to do business with this government. This is how you play the game.
0: There are a lot of hotels
1: you could stay at. Right. There are a lot of other stocks you could own. But here's an easy way. Here's an easy way. Let me offer you one of the alternatives that you might wish to consider, which is. To get behind this business. So, this also
0: comes on a day when Chevron um, is in the news because Chevron had a $10 billion write down because the price of natural gas continues to fall. And you and I were talking a little bit earlier today. I mean, yes, it's this huge IPO, Saudi Aramco, overwhelmingly the biggest public company out there. Is this a business to look to own for the next ten years? Because this also comes on a day when Time Magazine came out with their Person of the Year, and it's Greta Thunberg, the climate change activist.
1: Yeah, it's a, it's an interesting question: how long uh, fossil fuels can uh, maintain their centrality uh, up against uh, what is a growing acceptance that. Uh, they need to be reined in uh, in order for the climate not to uh, ultimately kill all of us. Uh, so wherever you stand on on that issue uh, probably informs where you would bet on on how the next 10 years will play out. But I think 10 years from now things will be more challenging uh, than they are today for uh, Saudi Aramco. Shares of both GameStop
0: and Children's Place are falling 20% this morning. Both companies issued third quarter reports. Uh, Children's Place posted a profit, uh, but overall sales were weak. Um, Their guidance for the full fiscal year was also weak. GameStop was a disaster. I mean, the expectation was that same uh, same store sales were going to fall around fourteen percent. They fell twenty three percent. Yeah, I'm not. We'll get to GameStop in a second. When you look at Children's Place, what stands out to you? Because there have been Moments in time where this has been a decent stock to own, uh, not necessarily setting the world on fire. It's also one of those businesses that appears to uh, do a pretty good job with
1: their merchandise. Yeah, I mean, what stands out to me is that they're still uh, based in malls, and that that is a very challenging place to be. And okay, as as compared to GameStop, the threats to their business model are not as great. Uh, that is. Uh, there are still children, and they are still <laughs> going to be wearing clothes, and that is a reasonably predictable thing that isn't going to radically change in the in the near near term. Um, and so, their same store sales, uh, you know, are, are in the generally over the last couple of years, mildly positive, four or five percent range, not bad uh, after some challenging years preceding that. So they they started getting a few things right, but they're they're in malls. This is not where you want to be growing your business, uh, they've got some challenges in, in how they're going to react to the, the pressures that are going to continue to appear for most of their stores. I'm not saying they should do this
0: every quarter, but I would love it if once a year, company management on the conference call used that line. Good news, there are still children and parents are still clothing
1: them. We've, <laughs> we've looked into it. There are going to be children next year. and we're We're Cautiously optimistic about 2021 as well.
0: Our public affairs team has looked into every state legislature. There are no pending bills in any state legislature mandating that children roam naked around
1: the countryside. We understand cloning is coming, but you can't. They still got to go through the the, the baby phase. You can't just. Yeah. You know. That's, That's despite what you're reading and seeing out there. You can't just have a ten-year-old, a twenty-year-old. The clones cloning doesn't work that way, people. Yeah, come on. Get it right. Um, and to spend a lot of time on the conference call on that would be
0: great. <laughs> um, here's my question about GameStop. And I will preface this with a couple of data points. This is now This is now You ob-
1: needed an extra breath. <laughs> I an extra breath. I've, got to, because I've it- got to steal myself for what is
0: about to come. Despite the overwhelming and growing popularity of video games, GameStop is a retailer with more than 5,700 physical locations worldwide, and a market cap that is now under $500 So million. We're valuing this business at roughly $90,000 per location. And under unlike Children's Place, which you can look at a five-year chart of Children's Place and say, okay, it's not a great stock, but it's basically flat over a five-year period, GameStop is down eighty-five percent over the last five years. Here's my question: Is this still, is this a business that is so odious that even activist investors want no part of it whatsoever? Because I'm not an activist investor. But I could just say right off the bat, hey, you might want to close some more locations. You might want to get to, say, let's just call it under
1: 4000 Yeah. I think an activist investor, I'd have to take a closer look at the balance sheet, because there's not a tremendous amount of debt here. and They've been paying down debt. They've also, at first blush, I think, confusingly been buying back shares. Now, that is literally returning money to shareholders shareholders are giving their shares back to the company, the company is giving shareholders money for those shares, and that supports the price of everybody who remains a shareholder to a degree. I don't know, I think I'd rather you know, dividend that money out if, if, if that's what you're going to do, uh, because that gives more money to all shareholders rather than the departing ones. Um, I don't know what the best version of the future of this company is uh so they're they're suffering right now uh, and and I really loathe uh, using the uh, metaphor of a perfect storm uh, so I'm not going to I'm just going to point out that I loathe that metaphor. duly noted they're they're confronting a number of things simultaneously uh, which do not add up to perfection but add up to a big challenge. One is, uh, they're in malls, of course. Uh, that's already known. There's nothing new to that. So the gaming consoles are turning over next year. So we're a year away, and they're going through a period right now, which is when they need to make a whole lot of their sales, which is the Christmas season. And they're not going to because people aren't buying new consoles this year. So their uh, same store sales are off. You know, in in the hardware category, what was it, like forty percent because nobody's going to buy the old versions of things when something new is coming out, but it's not coming out for another nearly a year. So, they've got to wait around, hope that next fourth quarter Christmas season they get saved by this. That's a long time to wait around. Uh, and and you know, in the meantime, uh, the probably the biggest part is that people just aren't going to be buying physical uh, games the way they have they're they're turning more and more to streaming them so they're they're challenged by where the business model is going which is towards streaming where they are which is malls and also the, uh, what might be a, a one-time thing which is a gap in in the hardware sales that drive a lot of of new sales so we're basically
0: seeing what played out with blockbuster video and movies over the past 20 years play out in the gaming space and I'm wondering if I don't expect you to have an answer to this but I'll ask it anyway I'm 18 I'm just Oh
1: a correct answer a relevant
0: answer, answer. <laughs> do you think any executive at GameStop 5 years ago 4 years ago use that example and said, boy, do you see what happened to Blockbuster Video and the way movie streaming and television streaming went online with Netflix? It kind of seems like that wave is starting in our business, which is video games. Should we do something about that? No, let's just keep the 6,000 locations we have.
1: Somebody did, but he or she was not listened to and, and has subsequently departed the company for greener pastures. But yes, somebody, obviously, this isn't rocket science, uh, that that this was the way things were going. Netflix, this Netflix could have been GameStop, had it not recognized early uh, what was going to happen if they didn't get all-in on streaming. You think anyone buys either of these companies?
0: Because I could see an acquisition of Children's Place if they put up a couple more quarters like this. Again, they've got quality merchandise, um, there's a decent brand association there. I can't imagine
1: someone coming in and saying, yeah, we need to buy GameStop. Uh, yeah, I would buy children's place above gamestop because of the whole children thing. Children looks better than than physical copies of of uh, because those are just gonna be completely gone in in a generation right whereas kids we think will still be around in and generation. clothes presumably could go either way on that well, presumably I mean if at least
0: for warmth <laughs> well there's that, but also I mean I think the the clothing of the future as I've been told, is just gonna be like like. Like foil, a foil, and yeah. like, a, like a single, like a giant onesie. Yes, yes, it's silver. If you've seen the movie Wally, you know how this is going to play out. A quick shout out to LinkedIn when it comes to finding candidates that are truly meant for your business, urgency can be your enemy, and that's why LinkedIn is the best place to post your job. LinkedIn job screens candidates with the hard and soft skills you're looking for things like creativity, collaboration, adaptability. LinkedIn looks beyond the work skills and puts your job post in front of qualified candidates who match your business requirements perfectly. It's no wonder a person is hired every eight seconds with LinkedIn. Visit linkedin.com Fool and get $50 off your first job post. Again, that's linkedin.com Fool. Terms and conditions apply. I mentioned a Wall Street anniversary. I am referring to the iconic film Wall Street, which was released 32 years ago today and i would argue remains one of the all-time great movies about business investing finance even when you if you're just sitting someone down today presumably someone younger to watch the movie they're probably going to point out things like why is gordon gecko's mobile phone the size of a shoebox and also why are the stock quotes in fractions it's like well, back in the 1980s, and even into the 90s with the fractions, that's how we did things. But um, any thoughts on this film? You must have something.
1: So I read through the Wikipedia page to learn a lot of interesting facts. If you remember the movie and want to learn stuff about it, uh, one of which was this is to date. The only movie, at least according to Wikipedia, which is always right, uh, to win both an Oscar and a Razzie. Oh, really? Yes. So
0: uh, most people are probably familiar with the Oscar, the Academy Award, uh, the, the peak of awards, I would argue, in film. Uh, the Razzie, short for The Golden Raspberry, which um, goes to essentially the worst performances and the worst movies. And if memory serves me correctly, Daryl Hannah.
1: Won a Razzie for her role in Wall Street. That is correct, and and there's a little bit of the sort of the backstory on on her, you know, difficulties with the role, and then her sort of idealism and activism not really lining up with the character, and um, whether Sean Young should have taken over the role and her pursuit of trying to take over the role while you know the film was going on so if you're interested in that kind of gossip and and uh, want to make bets on on which parts of it might or might not have been true it is I can see that. I can see Sean Young being difficult on the set as she is reported to have been and difficult uh, walking off the set with apparently all of her uh, costumes keeping them. So the the a rumor the <laughs> a reported on Wikipedia. The the great Michael no Douglas one knows.
0: Uh, Gordon Gecko speech, the greed is good speech um, which everyone even if you haven't seen the movie, you're probably familiar with that phrase. And uh, you know, just the picture of Michael Douglas as Gordon Gecko. A
1: lot of people don't know that before the movie, greed was not good. And then after the movie, turns turns out, greed is good. Turns out it's good. Um, but,
0: sort of a documentary. <laughs> but you go back and watch that scene, and actually, he makes a point uh, in his speech that very much lines up with the Motley Fool. Way of investing, and it's this: he's giving the "greed is good" speech at an annual meeting of, or a shareholder meeting of Teldar Paper, um, uh, fictional company which Blue Horseshoe, as it turned out, loved. Blue Horseshoe loved. You know what? Blue Horseshoe not loving GameStop or Children's Place, but Blue Horseshoe loved Teldar Paper back in the day. Um, Teldar Paper, one of the uh, conference rooms in our old space. We'll get to that in a second. But the point he makes is when he's sort of pitching shareholders on his plan, he makes the point that the executives at Teldar Paper don't have a stake in the success of the company. They're very well paid, but collectively they own very little stock. And that absolutely lines up with one of the ways we look at investing here at the Motley Fool. It's like, okay, we like to see all things being equal. Our incentives, as individual investors, lined up with that
1: of company management and vice versa? Uh, yes. It's disingenuous in that he then is revealed during the film to not have any interest in actually sticking with the company. Uh, and, and his uh, ownership of the shares d- does not translate into his actual concern uh, for the company. But uh, it's a good line, uh, a good play and, and effective uh, within the movie.
0: Um, so, do you want to share a couple of the other conference room names in the in the old working space of Motley Fool Asset Management? Because I thought, you know, there are, you go to different companies, you can name your conference rooms whatever you want. And at the Motley Fool, we like to have themes around our conference room names. Uh, so, on this floor, the fourth floor where we are, uh, all the conference rooms are named for famous investors. There's a Jack Bogle room. There's a Peter Lynch room. Buffett, etc., when it came time for Motley Full Asset Management to name different rooms, you guys
1: went with a different strategy. It was to name conference rooms and, and various rooms after uh, companies that appeared in movies and, and were publicly traded uh, optimally. Uh, we, we had to stretch that a little bit. But there was Devlin McGregor. We all know what happened with Devlin McGregor's stock. In fact, we'll cover that on a future show, perhaps. <laughs> we, we just might, sure. And, and Teldar Paper and uh, Soylent, uh, of course. Was the kitchen. Was the kitchen. Yeah, that, that was. was, <laughs> that, was a, that was a little dark. It was a little dark. It was a little dark. <laughs> didn't know the reference.
0: Um, I, I think the office supply room uh, was Dunder Mifflin.
1: Yes. So. Uh, and we had one that was a reference to uh, office space. Uh, in attack, in attack, yes, was uh, I think where some of the um, uh, hardware was stored. Strong. I think we're
0: done. Are we? Oh yeah, we're done. Did we have any other story that we were going? No, to? I, I don't think remember. so. Unless if you had more tangents you wanted to get to, we could do that. Uh, but otherwise, well,
1: I did, but nobody who's listening to this wanted to hear more tangents. We go into the uh, thank everybody that uh, contributed to. Uh, some of the ideas for the uh, Christopher Hallmark piece. Oh, my goodness! Uh, the there dozens outstanding of listeners work.
0: weighing in with emails
1: and on Twitter with
0: some tremendous ideas for a Hallmark Christmas movie that will never, nor
1: should ever be made. But thank you. It to may be. <laughs> Is that There's your? a great script going around, going around town, uh, which really fills in some of the details on uh, how Christopher Hallmark uh, finds love. And uh, people are raving. <laughs> See, I like to think
0: that, you know, in the way that people think, gosh, if I had, you know, if I was a billionaire, I'd start a foundation for this charitable cause that I care about. Or if I was a billionaire, I, here's what I'd do for fun I'd buy a minor league baseball team and I'd have fun. And I like to, I'm thinking that if you were a billionaire, you'd say, you know what I'd do? I would finance the production
1: of insane Christmas movies that I write. I was thinking that maybe you were going to go with maybe that Christopher Hallmark was also a philanthropist on top oh. <laughs> of his four other occupations. <laughs> he secretly is 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 very wealthy, and that that isn't revealed until sort of the end, which is a, a rom com staple.
0: Absolutely. Uh, Bill Barker, thanks for being here. Thank you. As always, people on the program may have interest in the stocks they talk about in the Motley Fool may have formal recommendations for or against. So don't buy or sell stocks based solely on what you hear. That's going to do it for this edition of Market Foolery. The show is mixed by. Dan Boyd. I'm Chris Hill. Thanks for listening. We'll see you tomorrow.